On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu. My guest is Brandi Carlisle, and we are thrilled to have her. She's going to be doing the WFBK's Rock and Stroll for its second year in a row, June 23rd at the Iroquois Amphitheater. It's a 5K walk for public radio, walks at 5 p.m., music's at 7.30, with the Lone Bellow opening for Brandi Carlisle. And again, that's at the Iroquois Amphitheater, June 23rd. Welcome back to WFBK. Brandi, great to talk with you once again. Thanks. It's great to talk to you, too. How is your summer tour going so far? Well, it hasn't quite started yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the preparations for it are going great. There's been a lot of band practice, a lot of garage doors, neighbors complaining. <laughs> um, I noticed you do have a pretty packed schedule coming, and I was checking out your Facebook page. I guess that's why I thought you all had already begun the tour, because you're still playing some gigs here and there, correct? Yeah, it's not like we ever stop. <laughs> um, yeah, we just played one on my birthday, actually, the uh, day before yesterday in Philadelphia. Oh, well, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Did you have a good birthday? Was it everything you hoped it would be? And yeah, it was lovely. We played a show, um, and then we went out uh, to dinner, and, and we got up the next morning at 5 in the morning to catch a plane, and came home, and, and we had the big party yesterday where all the nieces and nephews came over, and we had a pizza party. Oh, fun. And the twins and my wife had um, bought all new light fixtures for the house and had them put in while we were gone. It was awesome. Oh, so that was like a, a surprise for you when you got home then? or Yeah, it was a huge surprise. I was really excited about it. Oh, nice. Now, last time we talked with you, which was before the Rock and Stroll last year, you were engaged to be married, but you hadn't uh, tied the knot just yet, I don't think. Yeah. Um, how's that going? I mean, two women getting married in a, in a, at a time when it's becoming more and more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Did it change things for you when you when you got married? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was definitely a thing because it's, it's becoming more and more acceptable, but it's becoming more and more discussed as well, you know. So there's a constant discussion around it. Yeah. And um, there's, always, there's always an eyebrow raising, you know, because it's such a political hot-button issue right now, which it won't be very soon. Right. Um, but in reality, now that, now that we're married, it, just, it feels like, um, you know, like I, like, I, like I always imagined that being married would feel like it. it uh, it gives weight to, to certain things, and it takes weight away from certain things, and I really love that. Mm. And um, is she able to travel with you during your tours and stuff? Or Yeah, absolutely. We all, we all three travel with our partner. Well, that's nice. And a I, baby. And a baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Phil, Phil and Tiffany have a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and isn't uh, Phil, one of the twins, married to your sister? Yeah, Phil. Gosh. Well, you guys were already kind of like family. Now you're really tied, for sure. Yeah, we were already creepy. Now we're terrified. <laughs> um, I understand uh, that the Lone Bellow is going to be opening for you. And this was a band that you got to see and then invited on tour. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, um, we were in New York City for Hurricane Sandy, and our shows at the, at the Beacon Theater in Manhattan were canceled. Mm. So what ended up happening was when we rescheduled them, this other band you know, offered to open up the gigs, and we'd never seen them or heard of them. And I watched their full set both nights and was just completely blown away by them. And I just called my manager, and I was like, you have to beg them to come on tour with us this summer. Because they're unbelievable. People are going to love them. They played in town recently at one of our, we have a thing called Waterfront Wednesday, and it's a big free show on the waterfront. And we had around 12,000 people come. 
And I'm telling you, 12,000 people fell in love with that band. They were just, they were incredible. How cool. And one of the one of the songs that they did that everybody's been talking about was uh, Angel from Montgomery, the old John Prine song. Yeah. Is that a song that they that you all have sung together? We did that. What we did that one together, both nights at the Beacon. Fun. So is it possible you might do it when you're here for the rock and stroll? Maybe, maybe. Maybe if they'll if they'll have me, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Are you working on a new record by any chance? I know that Bear Creek came out um, last year, or was it was it the year before? It seems like it was. I think it was last year, right? Yeah, it did. We're working on a new record, and uh, and we're really excited about it. We'll be recording it in the winter. What are your plans for this new album? You know, something. our plans for this new album are interesting. We have a no-demo policy right now in this band, so everything we write, we're asking each other to keep it as rough as we possibly can, like not even finish it all the way and don't record it, because one of the things that, that came with being on a, on a major label and being a part of, of that process is you have to kind of record your songs before you record them before you record them, before you record them. So, like, you write a song, and you have to record it and send it in, and then you hear back whether or not it's a good enough song to use, and then you and then you re-record it and make it a little better and send it in, and then you decide whether it's a good enough song to put on the record, and then you record it. But in this, in this, tr- this time, what we're going to do is we're going to save that magic of the first recording and that kind of discovery of the actual song for, uh, for the record. Hmm. The last record, Bear Creek, you um, pretty much self-produced, didn't you? I mean, I know you worked with Trina Shoemaker, but it was a different process kind of all the way around on the last one. Yeah, it definitely was. And it was really cool. It was it was self-produced, but in that way, and still in a way that was um, sort of institutionalized, you know, like there, there's still a formula that you're kind of adhering to, and this time it's going to be pretty crazy. We're not really sure how we're going to do it, but there will be some recording at home. There will be some recording with Trina, and um, I'm pretty excited to see what comes out of it. Yeah, it seemed like the, on the last one, what I read about it anyways, um, it was actually recorded at a place called Bear Creek, and it, it sounded like what you wanted to do was try to capture what you do live. It sounded like you, know, like you all played a lot of older sort of vintage instruments and, and vintage recording stuff. And, and, and so I'm just wondering if you kind of got the bug after doing that. It's like, you know, you're going to yeah, try something. Yeah, we did that, yeah. do that. And we did get the bug about, about um, self-producing. We've always wanted to self-produce, which is so funny that we've ended up with these huge producers on the last few records. Yeah. And we did get the bug, and Bear Creek is incredible. And I know we're going to head back to Bear Creek for some work on this next record as well. Because... You know, that place is more about atmosphere than anything else. And, and also equipment. They've got incredible equipment. But capturing what we do live on a recording has always been really, really important to me. It's been of paramount importance. And I think on this record, what's going to be a little bit different is we're going to make, really give, our, give ourselves a chance to be mad scientists, you know? Mm. And um, be able to fully embrace the art of recording now that the recordings will be In the past, has it been where you have to consider what the record company wants you to oh, do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you know how that works. Yeah. It's, it's partly their, their deal, too. You know, you, you do got to include them. And, and a lot of times people that get into record labels do so because they love music. So, 
and maybe even because they understand music and play it. So to have them around, pop it into the studio and stuff, you can't really have a bad attitude about it. It's it's part of, of the decision to be on a major label. But at the same time, it's also a cool thing to celebrate once it's over. Mm-hmm. Now, on this on this upcoming tour, um, will there be some new instruments that you're going to be playing? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> That little birdie came and told you about my <laughs> my stations. Um, yeah, we've got some risers, and we're going to do a few stations, we're calling it. So there's going to be like a percussion station, a key station, a string station, and we're just going to go around and uh, really experiment with different with different stuff live. It's going to be fun. What, what for you has been the most fun experimenting with so far? Banjo. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's in my family, and... and uh, you know, my grandfather's brothers played banjo, and, and my my uh, my dad's dad toured around with bluegrass um, festivals all over the country with the dobro, followed him around in his RV, and it's always been something I've kind of wanted to pick up, so I'm just plunking around on one a little bit and excited about how it's going to sound in the, in the summer tour. What about a dobro? Have you tried that? It's so hard. I have my great-grandfather's dobro, and Gib Droll plays it for me, because I, I, for the life of me, it's like, that's a thing I've never been able to figure out. <laughs> what about a pedal steel guitar? Is that something you've ever tried? Sort of the same thing. Sort yeah. of the same idea as a dobro, except with pedals and, and on a table, you know, and you lay the dobro flat on your lap, and you kind of do the same thing with the slide. Uh-huh. But it's something that I'm really confused about. Um, but I want to start getting into those instruments by learning to play slide guitar. I'm super inspired by Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She's one of the best, for sure. Um, Brandy, you had a, you guys got to record a song for the John Denver tribute, The Music As You Noticed, and uh, you do a great version of Take Me Home, Country Roads, certainly, hey. certainly one of the signature songs for John Denver. But a real exciting part of that, too, is that Emmylou Harris provided the harmony on it. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful harmony. Had you sang with her before? Yeah, I'd sang with her before live a couple of times. We do this kind of singer-songwriter cruise type thing every year with, like, John Prine and, and uh, you know, John Hyatt, Lyle Lovett, Emmy Lou, Patty Griffin. Wow. We go on this thing called Camo sometimes, uh-huh. and uh, I've sang with her a couple of times on that. It's really fun. She's just such a living legend as far as I'm concerned and many others, I'm sure, but... Uh, I just wondered how that, you know, had to be a thrill, I would think. So. Absolutely, yeah. And she's completely lovely, too, deserving of all of that praise. Yeah. Were you a big fan of John Denver's growing up? or? Yeah, I definitely was. And it, John Denver was one of those artists that tended to confuse me. You know, my parents, we were so immersed in country and Western music culture that I was just convinced John Denver and the Eagles and, and Bob Dylan, those were, all, those were all country artists to me. I've noticed, at least with the Bear Creek album, you've kind of started, seemed to start moving more into a country-western kind of direction, more rootsy sort of stuff. Um, I would say that you've always had a little bit of that, but I'm starting to see you you embrace that a whole lot more. And and from what you just said, it sounds like your your family was already deep into that. Is Is that something that maybe when you were younger you kind of rejected and are coming back to, or...? Yeah, I, th- I reject it all the time and then come back to it. It's kind of one of those cornerstone things that you can't really deny, you know. I mean, it, 
even even it starts to creep through sometimes. Um, what I'm really interested in right now is is in sort of country music or whatever that is that we call country music anymore, roots or whatever. But um, country music that like you know kind of marries with soundscapes, weird distortion pedals and, and strange reverb sounds, the synthesizers with roots music. I think mm-hmm. um, can be a really cool thing. So it's possible we might hear that on the next album even more so, huh? Well, I never know whether I'm going to get my way or not, but <laughs> if I do, you'll hear a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I also saw where you got to meet President Obama. How did that happen? It was the second time. I, I met him a, a couple of few years ago, actually, on the White House lawn. We, we played with the Killers. We played for Fourth of July. And then recently I got asked to go to a speaking event that he was having in San Francisco and sing a song or two. And uh, we sang Times Are Changing by Bob Dylan. And, and he showed up with his entourage and, uh, and got up to do his little speech and, and thanked me and, and kind of thanked his White House photographer who's a big fan and, and made some jokes. And I was just so freaked out to hear the president, like, saying my name in a speech. So <laughs> after he was done, you know, we, we got to meet him and all of everybody in the band and crew got to take a big picture and talked for a little while about my my wedding and getting married to Catherine and everything. And, and then he left and he went on to his next um, event. And the next morning I woke up and there were all these newspapers with my name in the headline that said that he had worked, you know, my wedding and his next speech at his next event. Oh, wow. <laughs> with Jackie Robinson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, about civil rights. And it just absolutely blew my mind. I found every single one of them copied, pasted, sent to all my grandmas. <laughs> printed them out, hung up the picture on my wall. Oh, God. That's fantastic. So what's left to do, Brandy? What, what, else, what's, what else is on your agenda? You've been mentioned by the president, talked with him, sung with Emmy Lou, um, have sung with a ton of people, worked with great musicians over, over all these years. What, what else is on your bucket list? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> I'll figure something else out. I mean, we'll climb out Everest or, you know, have a couple babies. Or what's this, uh, what's this? marathon or something you're having I'm, I'm, maybe i'll run in that <laughs> actually it's a it's a it's it's a walk so a walk yeah just i'll be the only one running <laughs> yeah <laughs> well listen thank you so much we're really excited about your performance again that's june 23rd at iroquois amphitheater wfbk's rock and stroll with brandy carlisle lone bellow and uh music starts at 7 30 the walks at five o'clock Brandy Carla, we really appreciate all the work that you do and the music, and we can't wait to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu.